Welcome back to More Than Numbers Enneagram for Entrepreneurs podcast. We have a special segment being that Lamar Bratton is here and live all the way from San Diego I'm to in the Charlotte. Building. <laughs> Just so, so we can get on the studio and be live. You guys get the best version of us having a, a natural conversation. So today we're going to have a conversation around really just taking steps to starting your business, uh, going all in, betting on yourself. Uh, this comes from a natural conversation that we had just last night with a good friend of mm-hmm. mine whose wife is severely talented. She's in marketing and yes. she has everything she needs to begin to take her steps into being an entrepreneur and owning her own business. And so as we were thinking about what we wanted to put on the podcast, this had to be the episode. So Lamar, what excites you about this topic? It just excites me because a lot of you guys out there are feeling like you're banging your head against the wall uh, at your current jobs. And there's a sign out there that's just saying, like, you need to set yourself free. What excites me about this podcast is that some of you guys have something really deep inside of you and you're just banging your head against the wall. Right. You know that you have good ideas, you have creativity, there's something deep inside of you, but whoever's above you is making you feel like you can't go any further. You know? Absolutely. So Well, you know a little bit of my story, Lamar. I worked in corrections, I worked in law enforcement, I was in the military. Um, spent a lot of time as an employee. And honestly, something that I tell people is, man, I'm not a great employee. And it took a lot of self-awareness and understanding to know that, hey, I'm not a great employee, but I wasn't built to be an employee. Some of you aren't built to be employees either. So you're bumping your head against the wall or you feel like you just keep coming up against this ceiling or this lid to your Mm -hmm. growth or to to your passion. And it's because you're just in the wrong place. And uh, the Enneagram, of course, helped me to discover that. My rebellious nature, yeah. uh, my my challenging of 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 uh, authority or leadership, my problems with authority, which is funny funny because I used to be a police officer and I have uh, issues with authority. But it it was an understanding that man, you know, you're trying to make a circle peg fit in a square hole. Yeah, right. Like if you can imagine that for a moment, it'll fit, but something's just missing. It's yeah. not quite right. So it'll work for a while. But eventually you're going to come up against it again and you're going to think, man, you know what? Maybe there's just a problem with me. So I'll just concede and I won't uh, chase my passions. I won't pursue my dreams. And then you're miserable. Right. It's just like so many people are sitting in these job positions. And first of all, I don't want to get this. I don't want to get get anything wrong. Like we do need people to be on payroll. We do need people that aren't built to run the whole organization because if everyone is trying to be the leader, if any, everyone's trying to run the show, then there's no one like a leader is nothing without followers, right? <laughs> you know, right. like a leader needs followers. So th- there's nothing wrong with being a follower. There's nothing wrong with being a leader. We're talking to the people that you feel like, like whatever you do, it's just not feeling right. Right. And that just might be the sign that it, it's time for you to take that step. So before I go any further, I just want to let people know, like, hey, if you're at a salary position, if you're, you know, crushing it at your space, like, there's nothing wrong with that. You're just as amazing as everyone else, right? Yep. But where I was taking that idea was, was that some of us are sitting in these places of suffering simply because we feel like it's secure. Oh, I've got a 401k. I've got these great benefits. Oh, I've got a check coming in every single week. So, Keanu, you had a quote about that, about the the payroll and salary. What Share that with us. I did. It's, it's from Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful. You all probably know him from Shark Tank. But he says, a salary is just the drug they give you when they want you to give up on your dreams. Mm, 
Mm. What does that mean to you? For me, that's something that growing up, I want to speak to all of you that maybe weren't raised uh, around business owners or entrepreneurs that don't really understand what it's like to uh, own your own business or even the possibility of owning your own business. Yeah. So that quote speaks to me and, and speaks to my mindset. So being raised um, paycheck to paycheck, my dad uh, worked on a feedlot. My mom worked um, for court systems, school systems, things like that. It was all about collect your paycheck, provide for your family, retire, yeah. have some kids, die, you know? And so that was the mindset that I had adopted because of my environment. And when I really started challenging that, that's not the only way, right? right. That's a way. And right. that's a, it's a good way, exactly. but it's not the only way. Yeah. And so that shows me that the, the salary, it's such a drug. It becomes addicting mm-hmm. the salary, the security, the comfort, right. um, it becomes addicting. And then it just numbs your dreams right. to the point of, like I said earlier, you concede to your passions just so you can be comfortable right. and us being Christians and believing that, uh, God has promised us trials, right? He mm-hmm. promised us us hardship. We're not meant to be comfortable. If we're comfortable, we're not growing. Chances are, if you're comfortable, you're really not where God wants you, right? Like if you're not being challenged, if you're not being stretched, and if you're not having to trust him. From day one, when you first accepted Christ, it was an uncomfortable feeling. Like if you hear anyone's story, it was an uncomfortable feeling the first time you decided to fully commit yourself to Christ. So why would you think that any other day of your life should continue to be comfortable thereon, right? right? Our, our savior, the one that we try to model our lives behind, right? His biggest accomplishment was built out of being uncomfortable, right? The right. ultimate amount of uncomfortableness, if that's a word, right? Right. Well, he knew what his purpose was. And even right. though it was uncomfortable, he knew what he was supposed to be doing. So right. there's a, there's a sense of, of, you're, when you're walking in your purpose, it energizes you. There's yeah. a sense of accomplishment. There's a sense of purpose, right. but there's also some trial with that. Mm-hmm. So there's also some struggles that come with that and being okay with that right. and knowing ahead of time, Hey, it's going to be hard, but it's right. going to be worth it. So how do you see how the Enneagram can help people come to that realization that maybe it's time to take this leap? Maybe it's time to, to do these observations. How do they take kind of action steps towards what we're talking about? Well, what the Enneagram does is it exposes those natural strengths that maybe you've forgotten were strengths. So Mm. some things within yourself that you don't realize are strengths, they just become so common. So for me, for example, being a coach, both of my parents were divorced. So they would come to me even at a young age, just as someone to talk to, like a counselor. (laughs) And I mean, my parents, right? The funny thing, Keanu, is how often do I come to you whenever me and my wife are beefing? You know, like it's just been (laughs) like a thing for you. It's just been a a thing for you, right? But as as an eight, right, I'm not the the certified one, but I'm just starting to kind of learn better by being exposed from what I understand is you're somewhat of a protector. Right. Right. So like you can see both sides a little bit. It's like when someone's getting dominated, like you're the first one to step in for that person and say like, Hey, like I'm, I'm here for you. So that like, that's kind of interesting that maybe your parents noticed that from you at a very young and early age. That's crazy. That's good. And and that's one thing that I've always been, even for my older siblings, when I was in my mom's house with my stepdad and my mom, I was the youngest. But when I was in my dad's house with my dad and my stepmom, I was the oldest. And either way, I always felt like the oldest sibling. I always felt like the responsible one. So even my older siblings would come to me with their issues. And it wasn't like they expected an answer, Mm. um, even though I typically have one. I mean, (laughs) right. (laughs) They didn't necessarily want to answer. They knew that I'd be someone that cared enough to listen. Right. And so moving back to the strengths, 
uh, that was something that just became common. So mm-hmm. as I got older and as I became an adult, I thought, well, this is a strength that everyone has, right? Everyone mm. listens and is there for people and cares for people and right. this way coaches people, right? And that's not common. Yeah. But your strengths, whoever is listening to this, you have certain strengths within you that have just become common because you have lived with them for so long. Come on. You know, and it's like a person that, you know, you're you're beautiful, you are, are great looking, you're handsome, whatever it may be, and you have low self-esteem because you've just looked in the mirror for too long. Wow. And what the Enneagram does is help to expose deep down, hey, that is a strength. So yeah. how, how do we leverage it? You know? Yeah. And so Lamar, you're a you're a type one. Maybe let's walk the wheel and talk about strengths from all Enneagram types because yeah. there are some types that are natural leaders. I'd say the one, the three, and the eight, they just kind of rise to the top as leaders. Yeah. But I know entrepreneurs of every Enneagram type. So what that yeah. tells me is it's a choice mm. and you leverage your strengths to do that. So you as a one, tell us about some of your strengths that you've discovered that help you being an entrepreneur and a business owner? Yeah, I think just for for being a type one, with the ability of seeing right and wrong so quickly, if I add that with something that I'm passionate about, whether that be playing a game or planning for clients and their finances, if I'm just passionate about something, I have a very unique ability of really maximizing the potential of whatever's in front of me that I'm crafting. As long as it's something that I have passionate around. Right. Because if I, if I get something that I'm not too passionate around, but I'm given a task on it, I can't help myself but try to perfect it. Right. And that just drains the heck out of me. It's like I'm using my strength, but I'm pointing it in the wrong direction mm. and it eats me alive. But if, if I can find something that is really fun to do, perfecting it is like the best enjoyment. Even if I don't get it perfect, just the process of, of trying so hard to is really, really fun. Right. So, you know, for me stepping in my entrepreneurial role, it's all I had to do was just find something that I really cared a lot about and and know that I have a strength in seeing flaws and seeing how to increase the potential of something. And, and it, it really was just off to the races from there and just being accepted and then not picking up things that, I, that I'm not going to be passionate about in the first place. Like I tell people no a lot <laughs> and uh, I hurt feelings quite a bit. But I just know that like you're not going to get the best out of me if, if I say yes to something that I'm going to be too engulfed in it and, and upset and you don't want that part of me. Right. Well, it speaks a lot to your strengths as a type one uh, being the perfectionist. Yes. But in health, taking on the upside of a type seven. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have fun while you while you get things right or while right. you make things right. And right. Uh, another good friend of mine. Um, serial entrepreneur. He started with a ice cream and tanning booth, ice cream stand and tanning <laughs> booth. He was in his early twenties when he started this. So I get it. Tanning booth with ice cream. And now oh, wait, he so owns. people are like eating ice cream while tanning. I or? think, I think they would tan and then get their ice cream. You know, I hope that they didn't do that in reverse order. That'd be kind of crazy. We need him to break that down on this podcast. Yeah, one day. We're going to have him on uh, as a guest for sure. But now he owns and he, he builds homes. Uh, he owns multiple salons a barbershop, serial entrepreneur, Uh, but he's a type one. So Mm -hmm. when he finds something that he's passionate about, right, ice cream and tanning beds or building (laughs) homes, like it brings him energy, it excites him and he finds the right way to do it. So that's the strength of the type one is um, making it right, as Lamar said, and then having fun while doing it as well. And people can feel that they can sense that, uh, that confidence of a type one. Yeah. Um, The type two, some strengths as an entrepreneur from type twos that I know as entrepreneurs is being others focused Mm -hmm. and creative. So the type 
type two is naturally others focused. So they're going to think naturally, how can I serve people? Right. And when you start with that, all of us, regardless of your type, your business needs to be centered around serving people, right. not serving yourself because people can sense that. But how am I really offering a service into the world? And it's amazing how God meets you in that yeah. and begins to add value back to your life just right. by adding service. So that's a natural tendency of a right. type two. It kind of takes me back to what I was just saying. I was like, if I use what I'm good at as my type one and, 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 and add that to whatever I'm passionate about. That's what has been bringing energy. Is that kind of like a similar to all the other types? It's like, if I can add something that I'm passionate about, whether that be making movies or making art or writing reports or studying law or whatever that is, if I add that plus my strengths of the Enneagram is that a little bit of the formula that, that, that you're looking for? Or is it a little bit like, tell me a little, am I asking that in the right yeah, way? Is I that, think I, what I'm hearing you say is that when you find your, you pair your strengths with your passion, right. Then it becomes energy. Right. And I think that you're right on that. It's one usually comes before the other. Either you find your strengths and that leads to your passion, right? right? As it did for me, coaching and consulting and yeah. teaching. Um, or you have a passion and you figure out how to make your strengths match that, right? right? Like your passion can be basket weaving. And it's like, how, what are your strengths yeah. to make that happen? Right? right, right. Your passion, like our friend we were talking to last night, could be marketing. Right. How do you make your strengths match that instead yeah. of thinking in your weaknesses? Yeah. And we all think about our weaknesses far too much as to why we can't do a thing mm -hmm. instead of really identifying within ourselves the strengths we have to do the thing. Because right. what happens is when you identify your strengths and your weaknesses, then you bring the right people around you. Mm. So for example, me being an eight, I'm very gung ho, like, Hey, let's hit the door. Let's just do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes that can got cause, a lot of that this weekend. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sometimes that can cause to me like over overlooking certain things. Right. Yeah. So for example, we were in uptown Charlotte this weekend and we wanted to go ride around on scooters. So I thought, <laughs> let's all go get scooters. Well, what we didn't know was it's hard to find scooters for eight people. So we finally got scooters for all eight, three of them died. So we're kind of running around trying to find scooters. And it, was it like, wasn't well, even about finding eight scooters. It was about that Lime had this deal going on right. and it was the day pass. And we're like, oh, let's all get this day pass. But we forgot that we had to all get the same brand of scooters when there's like four or five different brands out there that if we were just kind of a little bit if we would have researched a little bit, yeah, right? yeah, so, we would have spent a little time thinking it through instead of just plowing ahead. It probably would have, you know, saved a few partial, dollars. Partially my fault, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I need to surround myself with people that are better at planning. I don't yeah. enjoy planning as much, so what'll happen is I'll kind of jump into things. But now I know that about myself, yeah. and I can bring people around me like Lamar, who's a Type One, the perfectionist, that will show me the right way or how to say. Uh, I say I want to get here, and Lamar will say, "All right, this is how we're going to do it." I'm just convinced everybody needs a type one in their life. I mean, how do you, who doesn't get along with a type one? Not to toot my own horn. I think you're kind of partial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do agree though. They'll, they'll, uh, well, a healthy type one. Yeah. Because right, an unhealthy right. type oh my one gosh, will become yeah. very critical, very yeah, judgmental, yeah. Uh, very demanding. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. so a healthy type one, absolutely. But I would say a healthy for sure. type for all numbers. And maybe now, just an aware type one, you yeah. know, cause an unaware type one, would have a hard time noticing if they're just being extremely critical or if they're being helpful. Exactly. And that's what I, I can, when I look back in my past, I struggled with that a, a lot. Yeah. But I think also the, the nine wing in me helped naturally because I was also trying to keep peace, but I knew that at the same time I wanted to make it a little bit better. Right. You know, who everyone, a lot of people have that friends. It's like, 
man, you always have something to say, right? Right. <laughs> like, absolutely. You always have something like to critique or make better or whatever. More than likely that person's probably a type one and unaware type one. Right. Exactly. And, and they really force their uh, opinion on you as far as what's right. Um, so, so you'll see that a lot there. So let's get back to the strengths. Yeah. Yeah. So we're on number three. So what's, uh, what's the strength of a three? How does that, how does that help in entrepreneurship? So the strengths of a three, I feel like a three is kind of a natural entrepreneur, similar to an eight, a seven, a one, um, because when they get an idea of success, they're going after it. So when they get it in their mind, Hey, this is what success looks like. This is what I'm going to do to get there. Right. They'll stop at nothing to make it happen. I think of one of our good friends who's in real estate, right? Mm -hmm. He, uh, one, he has a successful real, he's a successful real estate agent. He's also going to school uh, for seminary. Uh, He's getting married in November. I mean, he just has a, a, a crazy capacity, but when they get it in their mind of what they're going to do, nothing's going to stop them. Right. So the three has that natural strength. Some uh, strengths of the three when they're in health is they take on the characteristics of the six, mm-hmm. meaning the loyalist being loyal to themselves and to the plan and to those that they serve, not just to their Got image. It. So when you take the three who is image conscious in a positive light, yeah. right? Whatever it takes to succeed, I'm going to do that and I'm going to look good getting there. <laughs> and then you pair that with the loyalty to the mission of the six and their healthy side, yeah. the type three will then stay committed to that and nothing's going to stop them. You cannot get in their way. You can't distract them. Right. So it's like, Hey, yeah, like I'm glad that you're doing that thing and you're doing that thing. But me, like as for me in my house, like this is what we're going <laughs> to we do. We will hit this. Yeah. So, that, so that's thinking, the, thinking back to our friend, like that's exactly um, how, how that works. And so just being able to, to lock in and be so focused Right. When that person finds their passion. Yes, they want to look good while they're pursuing that passion, but they're still going to pursue it no matter what someone else kind of says in that direction. So type four. Well, the type four, I think, is summed up in, in one word. Artists. Yeah. So type fours, those of you that are listening to this, a lot of amazing artists, musicians, type fours, creative, right? And the problem with this is, or the downside and the upside is the type four is the most creative. So they will bring something to life that a lot of people can't see or can't quite imagine. Or they'll say, well, how is that going to provide for you? How is that, you know, people bag on artists all the time. Right. I mean, becoming a musician is probably one of the hardest things that you can do because you're getting hate all the way until you make it. Now everyone wants to be your friend. So (laughs) for a type four, you have to stay committed to the fact Uh, that in your mind, there's something that God has called you to create, or there's something that's been placed inside of you to create. And if other people don't see that vision, that's their problem. It's not their responsibility to see it. You see it, so you create it. And that's what the type four does. When they're in a healthy place, they know that they are so unique. They're not longing to be unique. They know they're unique. (laughs) So they'll make amazing music or amazing art. And it doesn't even have to be a musician or an artist. Think an architect. Or even, I know some great leaders that lead people that are type four. So they find unique ways to lead people, to develop people. So type four is a massive swing from... Uh, I'm, I'm missing something, yeah. right? Like I'm inherently flawed to, yeah. I know that I'm unique and I'm yeah. set apart and I'm going to bring that to life. Innovative, right? That's Completely what comes to innovative. me. It's like, these are like, these are people that are going to invent something very different Absolutely. that will change the trajectory of, you know, where their personal lives go and, and the communities that they impact as well. So I, that's what, that's what comes to mind for me. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, I think Elon Musk is a five, but I think he has a very strong four wing, mm-hmm. um, just in the way that the things that he creates, the vision right. that he has and the way that he's able to put it out there. Right. Hey, you don't have to see it. I see it. Right. And this is what we're going to do. Yeah. So those are strengths of or the he's type surrounded four. by a bunch of type fours. Cause they've completely 
change the way business is done. Changing so. the world. Um, so, so we're on to type five now. So type five, tell us the strengths of, of, of that in relation well, to entrepreneurship. Moving on to a type five, I want to say with them, they are, they're more prone to studying and researching and gathering information Okay, where the type five really comes alive is when they take that information and turn it into action. Okay, So when they realize, Hey, I have enough and yeah. now I need to start taking steps. And it's not, hey, type fives, you don't have to have the plan completely laid out. Yeah. You need some eights in your life, all right, right to help you just get it going. <laughs> and hey, just take the first step. You have enough information. Let's do it because right. the type five will think, well, I don't have, I don't know enough. Maybe yeah. I need to study more. You're never going to know enough. Hey, you're never going to know enough. <laughs> so start taking action. You know, I have a friend. Say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> you, you're never going to know enough. So, uh, you know, but a type five in a healthy place, I think of, of a friend of mine now, uh, Jason Benham. He, he's a type five yeah. and he starts writing books. He writes books and he just writes a little bit every day uh, instead of getting trapped in the, you know, well, maybe I don't know enough and right. he'll just take action, little action. And that little action will add up. So yeah. I think that that's a great lesson for a type five. Just take little steps continually. And that's going to turn into that plan or that completed thing that you're looking right. for. But also the type five in health takes on characteristics of the healthy type eight. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Oh, when they start when they taking it, steps, it's time to go. It's you can't on. stop them. Exactly. Yeah. And they'll become very but direct and hard charging. That's dangerous though, in a good way. So dangerous right. because if I have a bunch of facts and knowledge backed behind a now relentless rhinoceros kind of drive that an eight has. Right. Sheesh. You know who I think's a type five? Who? Bill Belichick. Okay. Tell me why. I think Bill Belichick's a type five because he is in a way reserved, right? You see him in the media. So we're going to play out go play the game the way we play the game. Hopefully we're going <laughs> to, we're going to win again. You know, that's what we do. We win. We expect it. So he's, you know, he's really uh, reserved. He's not, he's not outward, you know, with his emotions or feelings. No, no. (laughs) and and they'll score a touchdown and you see him looking like someone kicked his dog. Like that's how he is. Yeah. Uh, But he's also very driven. Yeah. So he knows he has this information, right? right? Now imagine if he took all this information and he just sat on it. Like, what would have happened, right? right. One of the greatest dynasties in sports. So that's, Dang. I think he's an example of when you begin to take action on the knowledge that you have, yeah. you become, like you said, that rhinoceros hard charger as a yeah. type five. If someone is listening to this podcast and you know someone that knows someone that knows someone that knows someone that knows Bill Belichick, holler at us because now I want to know. Let's talk. I got I got to find out if that's, if that's the truth because that makes a lot of... That makes a lot of good sense. There's something else I was going to say about it. Which I think that also makes sense real quick about like yeah. his relationship with Tom Brady. Okay. Where it's like, hey, your feelings aren't relevant. Like, <laughs> play the game. Let's yeah. win. Because right. that's a type five. Facts over feelings, period. Right, right. Ooh, yeah, for sure. That's another thing I was thinking too. Like, five, fives being such so great at doing the research. You couple a type five with a type eight. Like, a, a natural type eight. You know, not, not the five healthy eight. But, like, literally an eight. Because the eight's just gonna go right without any of like the information that they kind of really need. To, they need to to do such, and so when you add a five onto your team, now this person is gonna give you enough of what you need so you can run even harder and even right. faster without it without a doubt. Well, it's funny that you say that because in my podcast with the Benham brothers, if you guys haven't checked that out, Expert Ownership Podcast with the Benham brothers, it's amazing. Um, David is a type eight okay. and he asked, Hey, wh- who are some people I need to surround myself with? I said ones and fives yeah, because of the reasons I explained earlier. Well, he, we thought that Jason was a one and okay. then he tested and he tested as a type five. 
So they're an eight and a five. They're twin brothers. Yeah. <laughs> and so David will always clown Jason of how like, you know, I, I took the lead and Jason slid into second place and he was comfortable there. That's not a bad thing. Right. That's okay. Like, right. Right. So Jason, you know, David will jump out and, and they'll both be very driven, but they have their natural roles that they operate in yeah. and they get each other because the eight takes on unhealthy characteristics of the five and vice versa. And there's a reason why they're crushing it. Right. right. There's a reason 100%. why is because they set their pride aside because sometimes we might hang on to our pride so much and realize that our pride is exactly what is killing our emotions and our right. and our well-being in the first place, right? Yeah. Cuz if you're a 5 trying to be trying to be the 8 at all times because of your pride, because you want to have the face of the leader and all that stuff, like all you're going to do is completely stress yourself out right. and become the unhealthy unhealthy type 7. Unhealthy type 7. And so that that's that's really cool with what you're saying there as well the eight if they think that they have to be the one to to get all the knowledge or get all the information that's actually unhealthy of a type eight so it's like hey i'm gonna charge you bring the information and let's do this together right right right. that's really good little caution for type fives before we move on to type six hey most other people don't care about the information as much as you do (laughs) all right i have a friend that's a type five that's stepping into real estate investing and his mind is all on well this doesn't make sense why would they invest in this property when they're not going to get a great return and i told him hey they're not worried about the money at this point they want to see if they can trust you Mm. and that would fall short on a type five because it's all facts over feelings right but people that are in that lane that want to invest in people they'll pay to figure out your character so Got type you. fives, it doesn't always have to make sense in the way that you think it has to make sense. Sometimes right. it really is. Most times it really is about the intangibles. Mm-hmm. So that's all before we move on to type six. No, for sure. Type six, entrepreneurship. What's their strengths? Type six. So the friend that we're talking about that is a marketing genius. Uh, she, I do believe that she is a type six. Mm-hmm. Um, and the type six in, in a similar way as the type five planning and gathering information, uh, the type six really focuses on fear and worst case scenarios. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not something that's meant to be fixed. It's just something to understand and learn how to live with but drive you in the right direction. So for a type six, for you, you're going to be thinking about a lot of the worst case scenarios and why you can't do something. But on the opposite of every can't is an ability to do it. So on the opposite of every, well, I can't do it because of this. Okay, don't stop there. When I'm coaching type sixes and they're thinking through worst case scenarios or they're having a lot of anxiety, I tell them, all right, but don't just leave yourself unanswered, right? Like, yeah, but what if this happens? And then they just sit in it. (laughs) And then they're just hurt yeah right? it's like who who would do that like what if i went right. up to you lamar and i'm like what if your business goes under and i just walk away <laughs> you'd be mad right right, right. like why, don't do that to yourself type sixes you're going to think the thought but don't allow yourself to just sit in that without actually answering it hey yeah. well what if i step out and i start this business and i don't get any business in the first three months well then you're going to go pick up a job with uber or lyft to right. support it until you get it out there right yeah. like well well what if i don't know enough people okay I'm going to start meeting people now while I have a full-time job and I'm going to build my business on the side, right? I'm going to stay up late and do it. So allow yourself to answer the questions. What happens with the type six is they're just asking questions with questions, Mm -hmm. right? Like, well, what if it fails? And what if we go broke? And what if we become homeless? Hey, give yourself time to answer the question, right? Because what that's going to do for a type six, they are a very strong type when they're able to get beyond that question is they're going to find the reasons they can do something Right. On the other side of why they think they can't. Mm, that's really good. When I think of a type six, when I think about type sixes, to me, that might be a type that it's very critical for them. If you're going to start a business that you do it with other people, ASAP. 100%. Like an eight might be able to start a business just completely by themselves. 
but a type six, you might want to bring a team in there because it's so hard. That's great to get those the like like because the type six they're there. What I what I what I think I remember is their sin struggle is anxiety, right? Yes. Yep. Anxiety, right? And so anxiety is hard to bring yourself out of alone by yourself in your own thoughts, right? So that's why I was that's what I was thinking is, you know, a team would be. Can you expand on that as no. to why why I'm thinking that? I think that's great. What we also know about the type six is their core desire is security, guidance, and support. Mm, wow. So the type six will always ask questions. Hey, am I doing this right? Should I be doing this? Am I? And and someone might think that they're needy until right. you understand. Hey, that's what that's what they need to move forward. Right. So come alongside them and ask them. You know, get get with them in that question to give right. them the security, the guidance, and the support they that they need. Because when they get that security, guidance, and support, they'll move forward. Little by little, they'll gain autonomy yeah. and confidence in themselves. Right. And I coach six. Sixes, six clients that are sixes and one of them's your wife. So, yeah. you know, it's like I very confident, but it makes sense. It's funny now that I'm talking about this, that sixes, I coach a lot of them because they're looking for that security guidance right. and support. So it makes sense that they would hire a coach. Almost the permission right? to charge ahead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's someone that you need sixes, someone that's really going to drive you and not just let you stay in that emotion. Someone else that's not fearful. Yeah. Uh, don't, uh, be very cautious sixes of surrounding yourself with other sixes. When I think of like type sixes getting together, it's just like the whole world is going to explode and like, right. <laughs> like right. Right. Just, it, it's almost like a, who can think of the best worst case scenario, right, the right, worst right. worst case scenario. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So on the opposite end of sixes, we have the sevens. Okay. Yeah. So tell us about the sevens. The sevens. So this is almost the opposite of what the six needs. Okay. Right? It's more like what the eight needs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They yeah. need a one, they need a five, right. right? They need someone to uh, kind of reel them in a little bit, but not in a negative way. Right. Because the type seven is going to rebel against someone that's, that's oh, keeping them limited. Right. But they do need right. someone around them as well because the type seven has a struggle with anxiety as much as the six does. Really? So the type seven just puts on a, on a mask on the outside of a very positive and outgoing facade and okay. not even a facade, but they, they have a very positive outlook so they don't have to deal with their anxiety. So the type seven needs someone as well to help them to find the best way to have the fun they want to have. Mm. Cause the type seven just wants to have fun. All right. They just want to have a good time. Like that's okay. And they build businesses where they have a, an amazing time and doing don't it. try to get in their way of having, of having fun, right? Help them to find the best way to have fun. Right. So if you are a type seven, surround yourself with people that don't say, Oh, okay, that's a great idea. But mm -hmm. cause that's going to drain you surround yourself with people and even tell them, Hey, if you have something to add to my plan or to my idea, just say, hey, that's a good idea. And yeah. we're going to do this to get there. When you say have someone help you find the right way to have fun. That's what I said. Okay. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's the type seven. So the type seven, your strength is finding, you know, really honestly where a lot of people right. that are wanting to start their own business, they get stuck in, well, I don't know what I'm passionate about. Right. Type sevens, they know what they're passionate about. Right. Period. Having fun, having fun, and they're gonna they're they're gonna create things that allow other people to have fun right. as well because they're includers. You know, right. they want to bring people alongside of that. So for the type seven, it's not about really finding their passions. They're, yeah. they're gonna know what they're passionate about. Right, it's finding the way of making that a business. Right, Tiffany Haddish. Yep, I'm gonna try my hardest. I think she might be a type seven. Why? Because if you hear some of what she's done in the past, like she was hosting like bar mitzvahs. And, and like she, she had a little stand up and she's dancing around and like, she knows getting the old people up and like, you know, she was like literally a hype man for these right. bar mitzvahs. And like, how is she in all the movies? Hilarious, super joyful. Like you hardly see her in a, 
in a not in a not a space where she's not trying to bring joy to other people. And I think that's what uh the the type seven is really doing. So like kind of wedding planning type of things or like hosting events, right? Yep. Or just anything that has to do with like creating these experiences for a group of people. I think that they would do a really good job of finding the fun in any type of right. event. So like if you're getting ready to have some type of event, bringing in a, a seven in there, they're going to find the way to like really make it fun for a lot of people. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a, a great strength of a type seven. Yeah. So type eight, you've been waiting. It, I always like type. I, I like that you're a type eight because it's, it's ironic because you always want to charge. So <laughs> because type eight just wants to go, but you, yet you have to wait your turn. Like oh, you're always second, <laughs> you're second to last. Right. Like, but for me, type one, like I always get hit on first cause it's the type one. And then, but you're the eight would, which really you would rather just like rip the bandaid off That's and like, true. let's open me up first. Maybe we'll start, we'll start going in reverse. We'll start going nine to one. Nah, not as long as I'll put you in your place. I'm the facilitator of this. And I say, <laughs> go to one to nine. So, cause that's the right way. Oh, right. Right. It. I'm going to start going eight, three, six, five, two, one, four, three. So uh, the thing is, uh, the other thing too, about this guy's, I, I, I hope that you guys would revisit these as you start to learn the Enneagram more, right. because then you'll start to really see the contrast between uh, my personality and, and Keanu's personality. Right. And uh, like, I, I think that you'll start to see like the, the types come out of literally everything that we say. Yeah. Yep. So, so these will be, these are great podcasts for us to take a step back and, and, and listen to again. They're not one time. Like you'll start to see more and more of these nuances. Cause I, every time I talk about it, I learn more and I learn more and learn more just by that exposure. Well, yeah, it's a progressive revelation because we're ever changing and we're fluid. So we're always understanding ourselves. So every time we have this conversation, we learn more. Right. So yeah, figuring that out. And as always, you can email me info at truestrategy.info If you uh, want a a complimentary assessment and a typing interview and help you find your type. Yeah. Well, moving on to type eights, type eight, uh, I've shared a lot of about type eights type eights you're not going to need a whole lot uh to get you going you're going to go anyways <laughs> i would much rather i would much more say Wait, what's uh, your what's your quote what's your quote that's going to put on your gravestone oh give me a reason it doesn't even have to be a good one <laughs> <laughs> give me a reason not even a good one uh, and he'll literally do it <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of like like i could see a type eight posting on facebook like if if i get one like on this i'll quit my job <laughs> And then they like it. <laughs> They're the one like, oh, uh, I would say more so for type eights, like a, a caution of understanding that, uh, you know, no one's going to have to tell you to go. No one's going to have to tell you to jump. Right. Um, if you find yourself in your head, know mm. that that's an unhealthy side of you. If you okay. find yourself being very cerebral instead of taking action, second because, guessing, is yep, that what you mean? Second guessing, really uh, getting down on yourself, becoming isolated, uh, really just thinking too much because yeah. the type eights unhealthy tendencies are to just get in their head and isolate. Oh, so if you find yourself okay. doing that type eight and you're thinking about starting that business, chances are you're in an unhealthy place. Yeah. Find someone to process what you're thinking. Someone that cares about you, someone that sees your strengths, because when, when you see that, when you realize like, Hey, I, I can take action, right? Uh, walk on water and build a bridge on the way, right? right? Jump and hope that you grow wings, right? So the type eight, then you'll do that. But also understanding that, Hey, type eights, you're very stubborn. Um, you're very driven. It's the, it's the blessing and the burden, um, and understand that, uh, fools despise wisdom. So surround yourself with people of wisdom that will help you to find the best way. They're not going to keep you, uh, from, from starting your business or controlling you. They want to help you. So really discern between everyone that you're gathering information from and wisdom, which is applicable to you and which is not, but there's wisdom around every corner. So that's what I would say. And, and, uh, know this type eights. Most of you are, are probably not 
built to be employees. Mm. Every type has uh, a drive in them to be an entrepreneur, but yeah. type eights uh, don't like to be controlled, yeah. right? They don't like to be limited. Um, they don't like to be, uh, they don't like to have a, have a, a label put on them, right? They're super rebellious. Right. So, Hey, there's probably a lot of things going on in your life, uh, that maybe even in your marriage that you're thinking, man, I'm limited. I just need yeah. to bust out of here. And it's like, Hey, it's not on those things. It's not the responsibility of those people to bring you contentment and satisfaction. Right. It's on you. Right. And of course, first through Jesus and, and the, the satisfaction that he can alone can give us. Right. But when you start putting it on everyone else, like it's everyone else's fault, you can yeah. become very toxic and hurtful. Yeah, no, for sure. I think uh, for me, I, I think that's why I just enjoy pushing your buttons so much. It's just so fun, you know, because no matter what button you're going to just kind of like. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> like, to shrug it off. I like, get pretty angry. Kind of shrug, it, shrug it off, but in a really funny and angry way. And, it, and it's it's just, you know, but very thick thick skin right uh, rhinoceros for sure yeah uh so finally the type nine type nine uh, the type nine this one is going to be uh, similar to the type six where they can become uh they can become very hesitant in okay. moving into their business uh because of the fact that one their core sin struggle is sloth mm -hmm. so they'd much rather just not do anything yeah but also the fear of conflict and starting your own business and being an entrepreneur is conflict All laden, <laughs> right? You're going to constantly have conflict. Right. The thing is that I would say for a type nine, if you're thinking about starting your business, know this, that the only way to achieve peace is through war. So, you know, you can't Ooh. get peace without war. So if you're understanding yeah. that, hey, I want peace, I want uh, peace of mind, I want inner stability. Well, you're never going to have it if you're constantly wrestling with yourself. And the crazy thing about it is that that makes me think of like things that Jesus would say, like, right, he has... Uh, he's the prince of peace, right? He has a peace that only he can give us. Right. But at the same time, he also said, I'm here to turn brother against brother, sister against sister, right. mother against father, father against brother. You know what I mean? Because that brings peace. Exactly. Right. Crazy. That's, good. That's really good. And yeah, that, that goes back to the, the type nine. You know, you're going to have a conflict with yourself. If you know that you have something within you, a book that you need to write, a coffee shop that you want to start, um, an earring company, whatever it may be, type nine, uh, when you're constantly thinking, well, I don't want to have the conflict outside. Mm -hmm. Well, you're already in conflict conflict Internally. with yourself. Wow. And I would much rather take my conflict outside because I'm a type eight, right? That's natural. <laughs> I don't want to project that onto you type nines. Right. But what I would say is that, Hey, when you start taking action and stepping outside of yourself, outside of conflict with yourself and yeah. taking it to the marketplace or right. to your business, then you're going to have a lot more inner st stability because you, you will begin to trust yourself mm -hmm. and gaining self-confidence. This goes for all types. Self-confidence yeah. is built in keeping promises to yourself. I could be dead wrong with this. Do type nine would they be good at like counseling like with conflict between married couples absolutely yeah tell me well, tell me why well, beth mccord uh the founder of your enneagram coach the organization that i got certified through amazing organization they have an awesome podcast as well uh your enneagram coach podcast she's a nine okay and she created all of this content to bring people together <laughs> so the type nine as i've said wow. before it sits on top of the enneagram for a reason because yeah. it can empathize with all types wow and bring them all together so okay. hey type nine is like your desire is to bring connection into the world and the thing is your business is going to be that right wow uh, why we have one friend he's a type nine him and his wife they just got married um, shout out to you, Mr. and Mrs. King, but he's a nine. He wants to create a coffee shop, right? Yeah. So what's underneath that community yep. connection, yep. 
yep. right? Love, support for one another. Yeah. And he's leveraging the thought of a coffee shop. I have another friend, right. she's a type nine and she wants to write. She wants mm. to write books and she wants to share her story and she wants to bring people alongside of her story to give them hope, you know, right. for, uh, for young ladies and things like that. And, and again, it's all connection. Yep. So leveraging that, you know, the type nine becomes such, such, a, a, an asset to the world right. when they get beyond themselves. So type nines, if you don't think it's enough to, uh, get past your conflict for your dreams and your desires. Think about all the people that are missing out because you're yeah. not taking action. Wow. And get past yourself. Yeah. And that'll be one of our next episodes is how you can't focus on yourself. Yeah. Yourself is not enough of a goal. You got to focus on others. So that's it for the type nine and the types uh, with the yeah uh, starting a business and entrepreneurship. Man, that was fun. It was great to be here in person with you. Really hope that this uh, blesses some people out there and that you guys uh, have, have gotten some of that passion to, to go out and take action on what's really built and deep inside of you. We just went through every single type. So we know that it's possible for every single type to run the show. Right. Right. Absolutely. You have something within you that the world doesn't need to see. You just need to see it and believe in it enough to, to bring it to life. The yep. world needs it. Yep. So thank you all for joining us today. Again, Keanu Trujillo, your host and my co-host. Lamar Bratton. We'll see you next week. We will be talking about how to make your vision be focused on others and not just yourself. Thank you, everybody. See ya. Thank you.